Hi, I'm Pastor Tanks, a pastor of Reach City Church, a church plant in the city of Cleveland. And we are just excited to be able to bring you guys uh, our latest series, God's Prescriptions. What God prescribes is always the best treatment. Reach City Church's motto and Reach City Church's vision is to see people and communities made whole. And so we are walking through the scriptures to talk about how to bring healing to broken situations, how to become, how to be an overcomer in the midst of opposition and hardships. And we believe that God has the best prescriptions and the best treatments to bring those uh, desired results. And so in this series, we're going to be looking at things that God prescribes that we can do in the middle of a storm, in the middle of hardships, in the middle of oppression uh, to become overcomers of that thing and not be crippled and paralyzed by it. And so we are excited to be in this series and we pray that you would be blessed by the words um, and by the things that you hear as you tune in each week. Um, do me a favor, share it, tell people about it, leave us a message, record us a message, and let us know how this series is blessing you. I thank you, and I thank you for listening. When you go to the doctor to get a prescription, um, you can't just do what the doctor said every now and then, right? If it says take these pills three times a week for, for three weeks, you can't take it one time, I mean three times a day for three weeks, you can't take it one time a day for one week and then think that it's still gonna work. If it says take take this um, twice, a, twice a day for two months, you can't take it once a day for a month and a half and think that the treatment or think that the prescription is actually gonna work, right? It's not gonna work. So two, two years ago, I slightly tore my rotator cuff, right? Just slightly. And so what does the doc what does the doctor tell me to do? Need to rest. Need to stay off of it. Stop lifting. Right? This was back when I was when we when we had our actual gym. So I was and I was doing lifting all day, every day. Stop lifting. I'm like, okay, cool. I took like two weeks off. Started to feel a little weak. So I was like, man, I'm gonna have to just go I'm have to figure it out, right? I'm gonna pop a motor. One one thousand. <laughs> it come at eight hundred, so you gotta get the two hundred ones and add it to it, right? <laughs> Take a motor one thousand, go to the gym. This has been my my journey for the last two years, right? And and my rotator is never gonna heal. It feels good for a week. Next week, I'm sitting around there like, oh, man, can you grab that for me? Um, because I'm hard headed. I don't follow nothing that the doctor tell me, right? Now the only thing about me though is I'm not actually expecting this to heal, right? Because I know I'm not doing what the doctor actually told me to do, right? But a lot of us get prescriptions from the doctor. We don't follow the prescriptions, but we actually think that what the healing or the, the, the healing that we're looking for, we're actually going to get, right? And it's the same thing with God. God has given us things, basic things to do. He has prescribed basic things to do in our situations, in our hardships, in our troubles. Basic things. And we don't listen. Or we'll listen for a little bit, but we're not consistent with it. Like we take the pill once a day, we just don't take it three times a day. And so when I started thinking about treatment, what I started realizing was um, that treatment is a process and it only works if the person does it consistently, right? Treatment is a process and it only works if the person does it consistently, right? 
<coughs> now, what my wife talked about last week with the women with the blood was this word immediately. Immediately she was healed. Immediately she was healed. Immediately she was here. Now I'm here talking about, hey, treatment is a process. Right? And so he's like, well, wait a minute. Is it, is it immediate? Because Tank, you been, this is why I ain't really want to do this message. I promise you, I didn't want to do this message. We was going to talk about humility as a treatment first. And God's like, no, 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 you're going to do it now. And I'm like, well, why I got to do it right now, God? He was like, because you've been talking about deliverance. You've been talking about healing. Pray for healing. Have faith in healing. And all that stuff is true. He said, but you got to give the rest of the story. Because when we only get part of the story, or when we only understand one part of how God operates, it becomes discouraging to the person who's not seeing God work that way. And so, yes, healing is immediate. Yes, there are countless examples in the Bible of healing being immediate. But that's not how all of our problems are going to operate. And they're not contradicting each other. Both are true. Countless times the Bible talks about immediately, immediately, immediately. However, the Bible also gives narratives about process. See, whenever you're reading your Bible, the Bible, uh, reading the Bible, you must understand that there are both prescriptive and descriptive languages. All right, I'm going to teach for a quick second. There's prescriptive and descriptive. Most people have this problem when they read the Bible because we think everything we're reading, especially in the Gospels and in Acts and these, and these Old Testament narratives, we think everything we're reading is actually a prescription, meaning that it is actually something that God is saying, this is how I'm doing it and the only way I'm doing it. Prescriptive language teaches us that uh, what we ought to be done, right? When there's something that's prescriptive in the Bible, it's saying this is how it ought to be done, this is how it is done, this is a command. Most prescriptive things we see in the letters, right? When Paul is talking about stuff, he's being, he's being prescriptive. Don't cheat on your wife, prescriptive, <laughs> right? Don't be a drunkard, prescriptive, right? Go to church, prescriptive. <laughs> right? Just throw that out there. Descriptive language simply is just telling us how the story happened. It's not that God is saying, this is what I approved of. This is how it's supposed to happen. It's just the narrative of what happened in the story. That means God is saying, I can operate like this or I cannot operate like this. But a lot of times we read these narratives in a descript that are descriptive and we prescribe uh, that this is how it has to happen all the time. And, and, and so we run around believing that it has to be this way. When God is saying, no, that's just how I worked in that situation. But I'm not working like that all the time in those situations. And it can be hard to understand this, right? Bible reading and understanding the Bible does come with some, some skills and some lessons. And I mean skills meaning knowing how to actually read the Bible so that we don't take things out of context, believing them to be prescriptive when they're actually descriptive. Let me give you some clear examples. Um, go ahead. Um, Matthew 9, 27, 30. We're going to look at three cases in the Bible really quick where Jesus healed some blind people. Let's look what happened. Um, you, you're going, I'm going to click it because it's going to be a delay on yours. It says, and Jesus, so this is Matthew 9, 27, 30. And it says, and as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. So he said, do you have faith? They said, yes. Then he did what? Touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were what? Oh. And Jesus, when? Immediately? Yeah. Okay. And Jesus sternly warned them to do what? 
See that no one knows about it. Jesus did that a lot of time. He wasn't trying to make himself famous all the time. John 9, 1 through 7. As he passed, this is another case. As he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned that this man, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Because remember, in the Jewish tradition, they believed that anytime you had disabilities and things like that, that it was a result of sin, not just natural conditions. Jesus says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it's day night, while it's day night is coming when no one can work. Then he says, as long as I am with you, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, what did he do? He spit on the ground and made saliva. He touched them. No? He asked him, did he have faith? No? He spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Did he spit on the ground for the other man? No, no. He just asked him, do you have faith? And then he what? He touched them. Jesus didn't ask him nothing about faith right here. Instead, Jesus spits on the ground, process. And then he makes mud with it, process, right? And then he, he, he spit, he put his spit on this man, right? You got to have faith to let a man just spit on the ground and just rub some spit mud in your face though, right? Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, do what? Go. Be healed immediately? No. Do what? No. Go, wash, right? In the pool of Selam, Selam, which means sent. So he went and washed and did what? Process. Was that immediate or was it process? It was process. Hold on, wait a minute. I got another story. Mark 8, 22 through 25. And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. Now understand this. These ain't the same people. These are three different occasions. And so some people, now listen, some people brought this man. This man didn't even go looking for Jesus. Some people was like, bro, you need to meet Jesus, right? And so they begged him to touch him. By the way, in that other story, did Jesus ask him about anything about faith? Was it anybody, did he say, your faith has healed you? No, how did, he was healed because he did what? He followed the process. Now, I will explain this, though. In one case, he just said, do you have faith? And the man said, yeah. In another case, Jesus didn't ask him if he had faith. He asked him to display his faith. By doing the process, right? Because faith is actually acted out. I'm proving that I have faith in God because I'm doing what he told me to do, believing that if I do this, then the desired result will happen. Okay. Amen. All right. Back to where we at. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes, did he make mud this time? No. This time he just said, <laughs> Bro, I'm trying to tell you, this is very special. You got to really believe this guy and let a man just come up on you and just spit in your face. Bro, you just spit on me? Like, if this was the 21st century, man, Jesus would have had some, some, some scuffles, man. Some people were like, Bro, hold up, man. I said, heal me. Bro, what you spitting on me for? Like, touch me, blow on me, push me, you know. Push me down, whatever, right? But don't be spitting on me, bro. Like, I don't, you got to spit on me. I don't want that type of healing, right? <laughs> right? He said, uh, spit on his eyes, and then he did what? Then he laid his hands on him, and he asked him, wait, here, now this is, this is where it gets fun. What did he ask him? Do you see anything? And what did the man say? He said, he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Wait a minute. I, I see, but, but I don't see clearly. I'm not. I'm still partially blind here, Jesus. And so Jesus is like, 
Oh, snatch, my bad. And so he, Jesus lays his hands on his eyes again. Like, my, my fault, bro. I didn't, I didn't keep it there long enough. And he opened his eyes, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Is that immediate or process? Now, if I, take, if I just take one of those stories and I come to you, I'm like, you got to just have faith. If you got faith, that's all you got to do is have faith. Just say you believe, and it'll happen. That's what people tell us all the time, right? And then you're like, but I am believing, and ain't nothing happening. And God is like, that's because I'm in, I'm working process with you, and you still trying to sit around just thinking it's about to happen immediately. But now you take the other story, and you go to the person like, man, you, you got to have process. You got to go through what God is telling you to do. And now you sitting there like, I'm doing everything God told me to do. How oh, the problem? You don't have faith, though, Right? We got to identify where a person is at, and we got to give people the full picture of how God operates so that nobody gets locked in to a description of something, thinking it's prescriptive, and become discouraged because they like, I'm doing that, and it ain't working. So we got to give the full story. Okay? Not, nothing is contradiction to what me and my wife were talking about. We're talking about two different arenas, right? The point is healing in the Bible is described as happening in many different ways. Matter of fact, if you read uh, 1 Corinthians 12, the only gift in 1 Corinthians 12 that's associated with plural is healing. It says, and some he gave the gifts, plural, of healing. What does that mean? Because healing happens in many different ways. And so there's many different ways to bring healing. Right? Sometimes it's dangerous going, mm. right? Sometimes you, Elijah, you just, <laughs> that joker just laid over the person a whole bunch of times. Like, brother, you just lay on top of this, this, this person. <laughs> like, descriptive. You can't be running around trying to just lay on top of people. Talking about, I'm about to raise <laughs> You're going to go to jail, right? We got to understand when things are descriptive and when things are prescriptive, right? Yes, healing can be immediately, but this is one way and it's not prescriptive, it's descriptive. The reality is while there are some immediate healings and deliverance in our life, the reality is that most of our deliverance happens in process. That's where most of us are at. Most of us are in the process piece of deliverance. See, here's the thing. I believe that God immediately takes away something from every last one of us. But raise your hand if you got one issue. See, when I first got saved, I was a pretty knuckleheaded type guy. When I first got saved, immediately, right, I put down drugs, never smoked a cigarette or weed or no other, and done none of the drugs since that day, right? I love when I got somebody in the room that know me because do everything I got to be making stuff up for the sake of a testimony. You know, I did drugs every day. <laughs> I woke up every day. My morning routine was go get a 40-ounce OE from the gas station and go get some drugs. And I drove around. Yes, that was my morning routine to drive around, drinking and getting high. That's how I started my day off. But I got saved and got sick. And God was like, hey, you said you were supposed to stop this if I got you out of jail. And I was like, oh. And I never smoked cigarettes or did drugs ever again. I was immediately healed from the desire to want to do those things. Guess what else he took away from me immediately? <laughs> immediately, immediately, I was, a, I, I was a bad person with women. Immediately, right? Immediately, I got saved and never touched another female sexually until I got married. Immediately, right? Now, you can look at that and be like, dang, man. But guess what didn't happen immediately? And I always say, why did God do those things? I think that God just knew, like, Tank, 
I just gotta take this stuff from you, brother, because you you gonna destroy yourself if I let you hang out with this for a little bit. So I'm gonna go ahead and take this. But guess what? I'm gonna leave you with insecurity. I'm gonna leave you with feeling. I'm gonna leave you with those with those fears of abandonment. I'm gonna leave. What people don't know is I got mental health too. I do. I never go to a therapist because I don't want them to tell me. Um, but my wife, she she diagnosed me every day. She be like, well, you got. She like, boy, she like, you bipolar and you depressed. These are the things that I deal with every day. So God took some things from me, but other things he said, mm-mm, process, tank, process, right? God is healing us immediately of things, but there's some things that he's saying, process, process. See, some stuff is part of our sanctification process, and we have to understand this because we can become discouraged if we think things have to happen a certain way. You've got to get, some people got to get mud in their eyes, Right? Some people got to confess faith. Some people need to go wash. Some people need a second laying on hands. That's cool. You're in process. Right? So setting immediate aside and thinking about treatment, this is what I discovered. (laughs) Treatment, I think we got one of these. Treatment is a process and it works when it's done consistently. Get that side for me. Is Is it going? Yeah, it's slow. I just put them all up here. Treatment is a process and it works when it's done consistently. Say consistently. See, the idea applies in both the medical and the spiritual process, right? We cannot be inconsistent with doing things that the doctor prescribes, and we can't be inconsistent with doing things that God prescribes and expect healing, deliverance, and victory. Think about it. Even in the story with the blind man, he had to go do something, right? He had to go do what God told him to do. If he didn't go do what God told him to do, he'd still be blind, right? He had to go to the pool, If the man didn't follow the process, he would still be blind. See, so as we talk about these prescriptions, some of us are going to be tempted to think, I am being consistent. I tried that. That ain't working. That ain't working. I'm doing that. Some of us, so if you think that, I want you to ask yourself a simple question, right? Were you consistent with it? Right? Were you attacking it aggressively or did you do it? Did you do it daily or was it here and there? You know, if I even happen to remember, kind of like haphazardly, was I consistently doing this thing? Now, if somebody's like, yep, mm-hmm, I've been doing it consistently for five years. That's great. Right? That's great. That's what else I learned. Treatment must continue even when you start to feel premature symptoms of healing. See, some of us is like, I've been consistent. I've been consistent. And then you had that good day, and then you stop treatment. Or at least then... You became inconsistent. You was consistent when that pain was hitting you hard, right? You took your Tylenol every day when you was having the migraines every single day. But then you had that one day when you ain't really have a bad migraine. And so you stopped taking your, your migraine pills because you was like, well, I, I'm, I'm feeling better. And so you prematurely stopped the treatment because you had premature symptoms of healing. Doctors say this. The reason that you have, because you know, you go to the doctor, they're like, yo, even if you start feeling better, Make sure you take it till the pill bottle is empty. Keep going to therapy until they, they your, your six weeks is up. Uh, you know, don't stay off of it. Even if your ankle feel better, don't go back and play basketball. You're like, well, I don't feel the pain today. It's like, no, the bone is still healing. The ligaments are still uh, bruised there, right? They say, follow through the treatment even when you start. You should start feeling better, yes, but you're not healed yet. So I looked it up, right? So they tell you this because, and she can, she won't, if you think I'm lying, just look there. She's the RN, right? So the doctor says this, right? Prescription, take the prescriptions completely because it helps to ensure that all the illness-causing bacteria are killed and even prevents them from multiplying. 
So even when the symptoms go away, the bacteria may still be present in your body. If you stop treatment before the antibiotic cycle is over, the remaining bacteria can continue to multiply. And then guess what? It comes back stronger because it's resistant now to the treatment. Mm. And so now that thing that you was doing, that you stopped doing, and now this thing came back. And so you're like, well, let me just start doing it again. But now this ain't working. But why ain't it working? Because that thing is now resistant to the treatment because you didn't see it all the way through. You prematurely stopped. Let me explain something to you guys. Who remembers Jesus in the wilderness? Matthew chapter 4. He's tempted, right? What happens at the end of that chapter? I didn't make a slide for it. But when it ha what happened at the end of that chapter? The angels came. But what did it say about the enemy? He fled until another opportune time. See, the enemy like, oh, you, oh, you, you, you praying a lot now, huh? Okay. <laughs> now you got accountability now? Shoot. All right, all right. I can't get you like that, like that. Like, ah, I know what I can do. <laughs> Guess what? You're going to have like a whole week where you ain't going to have a lustful thought. So you're going to fall back from your accountability groups because you think you healed. I ain't got this thing no more. The enemy like, nah. Because the Bible is true. Resist the devil and he shall flee. But it don't. So he ain't come, come back. <laughs> he just, he flees like snaps. All right, shoot. They fighting today. Like, I, I ain't really here for this type of war. You know, they got the angels behind them. I'm cool. I can't beat God. So I'm just going to fall back until they fall away from God. Then they susceptible again to my attack. So then I come back. Then I learned this. Treatment is meant to manage you until the healing happens. Right? So this is why we just don't stop when we start to feel better one day. Right, we gotta stay consistent. It's consistent. The treatment didn't fail. We just failed for the trick of the enemy. Right? He let off, and so you let off your defense against him. And this is then this hit me. And this is that next that next series we're gonna do. Right? Treatment has an after treatment. I don't know what the real word for it, but I call it an after treatment. Right? You ever know you you lead a doctor and they give you this piece of paper and they be like, okay, so listen, this is what you need to do to prevent this thing from happening again. Right? There's an after treatment because a lot of us get healed. A lot of us get delivered. A lot of us uh, get free from this thing. And then we just be like, well, I'm free. And then you just stumble right back into the same thing because you didn't follow an after treatment. You didn't get that support group. You didn't stay away from the people who was causing you to have those illful thoughts in the first place. You, you got healed and you was like, oh, I'm cool. I don't hate this person no more. And then you just went right back around them. And the reality was, well, they still the same person. So you didn't change your environment. You didn't change your friends. You didn't change your situation. You went right back, created the same exact habits. And so why you had, so whatever you did have, and then that, and so you're like, well, God, did you, you didn't really heal me. You didn't, you just, I saw in trees, God, that's what it was. I was seeing in trees. You didn't, I need you to come give me the second touch. And he's like, no, 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 I gave you the second touch. You, your eyes were open, right? The problem is. The victory wasn't faith. The healing wasn't faith. The deliverance wasn't faith. The problem is you didn't change your habits. And so some of us are sitting around questioning God like, God, I thought I, I, thought I was done with this. How am I back in the same place? And God is like, because you went back to the same place. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next series, how to build a fortified wall around your deliverance, right? And so whether it's physical, emotional, social, domestic, chemical, whatever it is, God has prescribed some biblical treatments to help bring about peace and healing and victory. And many of us, like my wife said last week, have tried all of the doctors and they couldn't fix the problem. 
And we just need to try God. Because what God prescribes is always the best treatment. Thank you for tuning in. We pray that you were blessed by what you heard today. If you are interested in knowing more about Reach City Church, you can visit us at www.reachchurchcle.com and you can learn all about this new church plant in the city of Cleveland. Also, follow us on our social medias. You can find us on Facebook at Reach City Church. You can find us on Instagram at Reach Church CLE. And if you want to personally follow our pastor, his Instagram tag is Leonard underscore Tanks. And you can find him on Facebook at Leonard Junior Tanks. We thank you for tuning in again, and we cannot wait to share the next episode with you. God bless and have a wonderful day. Wonderful day.